<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. We have a special episode, a little bonus episode, if you will, of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Stephen. I'm Stephen Coletti. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. There she is. <laughs> She's a little fuzzy right now. We're hopefully the uh, internet connection will Are you clean up serious? A bit, I'm fuzzy? But it's going to be fine. We'll be all right. It's there. But look, it's a video episode. We've seen a lot of the comments from, from you guys, a lot of people asking when are the YouTube videos coming out. We probably should have maybe clarified that from the jump, but our first couple episodes, we were going to have some YouTube clips uh, or have them in full episode form, but this was always meant to be an audio podcast. Look, Chris and I can't always be together in this in the same place. She's in Nashville. I'm in California. We wanted to make sure you know we were together in the same place when we were doing video episodes and want to do audio for the rest, but we hear you guys. And while we do have some great video ones coming up down the road with some guests as well, we're going to do a little bonus episode with the voicemails here for you. And we're going to you know, release this whole video episode. So here we are. Yeah. And we've been looking forward to these. We've been talking about doing these fan question episodes for a while. And just to be able to connect with you guys, the listeners, and hear what your questions are that maybe we're not answering on the podcast. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm really excited to jump right in. So, Stephen, you want to yeah. do us the honors? You also, I mean, you you told everyone to be nice, which which we know they them, don't always listen. Yeah, I, I think the majority of them are, but uh, we might have to filter through a couple. <laughs> no, I'm game to answer some of the mean ones. Let's go. I I know you are. I, I respect that, but some are just like downright mean, and that they're not even really a question. It's more of a just statement me. being thrown at us. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Well, we should address the overall number one question that seems to be flying around. Kristen, do you know what that question is? I have a really good idea. <laughs> the number one question is: Are we together? Are Stephen and I a couple? And the answer is we are not. We are friends, podcasting partners, and I have been in a relationship for a while. I am happily in a relationship. So uh, kind of Murphy's Law situation, of course, I signed up to do a podcast with my ex-girlfriend from high school. And not too long after that, I met my girlfriend. Who <laughs> we've been dating for a while. Her name is Alex. She's wonderful. And I'm very happy. So I'm going to leave it at that. She's sweet. She's lovely. So I'm very happy for you guys. And, you know, I know you guys are probably very upset, but we're friends and I'm very happy for him that he's in a relationship. And I think when I am in a relationship, I'm sure Stephen will be happy for me. So 
nothing but love for one another, but no, nothing romantic is going on. He's out there, Kristen. Don't worry. I'm not worried. I'm very content and very happy right now. <laughs> you said to me not too long ago, don't settle. And I was like, I'm absolutely not settling. So I, I was single yeah. for almost seven years before I met Alex. Seven years. So yeah, it yeah. happens. Sometimes it just takes time, but definitely we don't want anyone settling out there. So mine was very well worth the wait. No so. one should settle ever. All right. Well, let's get to our first voicemail question here. My name is McKenna. I'm calling from Utah. Hey, I just listened to Fast Cars, Fast Women, and I want to know what was going on when Lauren walked out of the club and called called one of her friends and then just left. So were Steven and Trey just stranded there? Like, what was going on with that? Yeah, actually, that's a solid question. How did you guys get home? (laughs) Hey, McKenna. Well... First of all, thank you for calling in and, and leaving us this question. It's very specific. I like it. Getting into the details here. So Trey and I were not stranded. MTV would never leave us behind somewhere or just kind of abandon us in any sort of a way. They were always good about making sure we were good if they were done filming and they were going somewhere else. But this is a little foggy for me. But as I remember it, Lauren did leave earlier than Trey and I. Trey and I wanted to stay out a little bit longer and soak up the evening in LA. This is something that we never really did in Laguna. We didn't venture up to LA too often. So this was a big experience for us and we wanted to hang out and Lauren was just ready to call it a night. So she went home and I believe we took taxis home. Trey and I took a taxi home later on in the night, and we probably, you know, found some sort of street meat, if you will, some tacos or a hot dog on a corner. I could see us doing that because we've done that a few times in our past. And that is about it. So yeah, we just kind of soaked up the night at that place and uh, and then called it a night and eventually uh, had a little midnight snack. There so, you go. There it is. But I'm also, I'm glad you brought up Trey because uh, I... Really disappointed in myself. I forgot to go into further detail about his armbands and his hats and what was the inspiration there. We wanted to dig into that just a little bit more. Never really had the chance to. So I reached out to Trey and I wanted to ask him really what was the inspiration behind all that. And I have a text message for that, which I am getting to right now. I didn't ask you about your inspiration for the hats and armband, anything you could share. And he said... Hats, I just wanted to take something that we Laguna kids loved and make it cool. So he's talking about the trucker hats. You know, we all wore a lot of trucker hats growing up and he wanted to offer a little something different than your boilerplate trucker hat that was available. And I thought it was really brilliant of the way he had the Velcro patches so you can swap out what was on your hat. You only needed one hat. And as long as you got a bunch of different patches, you can have something different every time. He says, uh, regarding the armband, he was... Tapping into the long heritage of protest movements that wore armbands and bring it to people and show ways to make them individual and cool. Another way that Trey was just, you know, marching the beat of his own drum uh, and, and very much an individual of his own. So yeah, that is where his inspiration came from. And McKenna from Utah, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Hey guys, this is Bethany from Texas. I just wanted to first say how much I love you guys. And you don't understand how happy I am that you guys started this podcast. It's reliving my, I was in junior high, so my junior high um, times. Anyways, I still wonder, ever since I've started watching it, obviously I was younger, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like, when you guys say hooking up, because when we, when I was in high school, our term of hooking up meant you were sleeping, sleeping with a person. 
when you guys say hooking up, I heard Steven say in the past episode, seeing Lauren, we were hooking up where I was seeing Lauren, Laguna Lingo. Does that mean you guys were just hanging out? Maybe you would make out? Or did that mean for you guys too, that you guys were sleeping together? Just wanting to clarify, because y'all say that a lot. And I'm just wondering still, like 15 years later. Thanks. I mean, good question, because it is thrown around a lot. Yeah, the producers wanted to know from us when we were talking. They were, I remember when they first met us, they were like, what does do hooking up exactly mean? Kristen, what's your definition of hooking well, up? Well, especially with the amount that we throw it around. I mean, my God. So hooking up truly can be anything from kissing to having sex. I mean, it's and it's everything in between. So I could say I hooked up with someone, and it could be I just kissed Wait, them. Wait, that's— What? Or, Yes, because I think it. Yes, it could just be kissing. To me, it was like <laughs> you go down to the ice cream shop and you get each person gets two scoops of ice cream on a cone, right? You can't get it in a cup because you need one hand. Got to keep a hand available. <laughs> and then you cross oh the street and you go to the beach, and you're eating your ice cream with one hand. And then as soon as you get to the sand, you grab the other person's hand and you both are holding hands and you walk down the beach, and that is a hookup. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a very broad statement, guys. I clearly went a lot farther than you in high school. <laughs> no, but it can, it can literally, it is a, it's a very broad spectrum. It can be anything from kissing to having sex. I think it's pretty obvious at this point, though, we were all having sex in high school. I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> no comment from you on <laughs> Next question. Hi, my name's Isabella. I'm from Sydney, Australia. I'm so happy you guys are doing this podcast. I just wanted to ask, what was the most memorable experience of filming Laguna Beach? The people oh, they hired to work wow. on the show with us, a lot of the crew members, our camera guys, our sound guys, some of the producers, they were really good to us. They didn't like really treat, treat us like children. I mean, I know they had their agenda. They needed to make their TV show, but... They were just warm people who, you know, it was really sad when the show was over. You weren't going to see these people again. I mean, they basically moved me up to college for when I was going to school. So I have fond memories of that. And also just learning production, how they went about making the show, the ins and outs. By the end of it, we were kind of clued in on like, all right, how they needed to shoot things and, and you know, how the sound worked and the cameras worked. And to me, that was all pretty interesting. So I really enjoyed the production side behind the camera. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting as well. I also really love that we have some of those huge moments in our lives, like graduation and prom, that those are caught on camera in such a beautiful, unique way. Also, I remember saying goodbye to Alex and Jessica leaving for college and also saying goodbye to the show as well. Like it was a combination of both. And I was really emotional about it because you do become a family with your whole crew. And so not only was I graduating high school and moving to LA and living by myself and saying goodbye to like your childhood essentially. But I was also saying goodbye to the show. So that was a, a really big moment that really stands out in my mind. Thank you for the question there, Isabella and Sydney. Hey guys, my name is Arielle. I'm from Skegan, Michigan, right on Lake Michigan. That was my beach. But anyways, just curious, who do you think the show might have made their story on if it wasn't Steven, Kristen, and Lauren. Um, was there anybody else on the cast who had a juicy storyline maybe we didn't get to hear? Um, or do you guys think that you guys were exactly what, you know, MTV wanted after listening to your packets? Um, love the show and awesome to hear from you guys. 
I'm just going to be honest. I really think that they got really lucky with the love triangle. I don't know that the show would have been successful without it. And I also think a lot of people were not willing to just put everything on camera where we held back. But I think for a high school kid, we put a lot on camera and we really like gave them what they needed. And so I think they got I, I do think they got really lucky with the three of us. I really do. Yeah, you're saying like there's some holding back, but there's a lot that's put out there. But I think the difference, especially with the reality today, is the way we were putting ourselves out there was so much more innocent and pure to real life because we knew that there might have been opportunity from being on this MTV show, but like we weren't all trying to get on this show to just be famous, right? And I think you have a lot of that with reality shows these days. And those people, everyone's coming in with a huge agenda, which is fine. Like, go go about your business. More power to you. But back then, I mean, we were just kids. And so you're just kind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. And then also, but listen to all the things I don't even truly understand that I'm saying that is going to be on camera. So there's that, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle with the timing, it kind of being a new format. And then, yeah, when they showed up, I think in, you know, you and I were broken up at the time and Orn and I's friendship had kind of taken itself to another level. It was like, that's, they came at a perfect time. And I think that's what, you know, they were really able to jump on the triangle. But I don't know that the love rectangle could have been good. We got you over here and you draw a line over to me. And then down there, you got Talon. Then you draw a line right over there. You got Sam. They did that in the first two episodes. They were trying to paint this love rectangle. So It's amazing. As most of you guys know, I live in Franklin, Tennessee, and this is my favorite time of year because the days are still really warm, but the nights and the mornings are starting to cool off. So it's really important right now to have lightweight, effortless essentials that are easy to throw on. And for that, I'm going to get started by turning to Jenny Kane. She is the ultimate destination for California-inspired classics that never go out of style. I just recently got a very cozy, beautiful white sweater that's really easy to just throw on when the sun starts to go down or in the morning where those chilly mornings having a cup of coffee on my front porch, there is nothing better. Jenny Kane truly has everything, you guys. They have dresses, they have accessories. My personal favorite, they have cotton and linen sweaters, the newest and ultra soft breathable knits. They have the Chloe crew neck, which is the perfect cotton crop for casual everyday wear. They have a linen cardigan, a luxuriously lightweight layer for when you want to feel effortlessly put together. And they have a cotton cocoon cardigan. And trust me, you'll want to collect this in every single color. Finding your uniform is easy with Jenny Kane's effortless wardrobe essentials for your best dressed self this season and beyond. Each California-inspired piece is designed with quality and timelessness in mind to make getting dressed truly effortless. Can't get enough of Jenny Kane? Join Jenny Kane Rewards to enjoy exclusive perks and benefits like birthday surprises and early access to new launches. Plus, earn up to 10% back on all purchases. So join today and you'll get 100 points. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code BEACH at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code BEACH. You guys, did you know that thread count is a myth? Because it doesn't matter how many threads your sheets have if they're not the best threads possible. 
Bolin Branch uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth for a superior softness and better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every wash. I got some Bolin Branch sheets, I'd say maybe about a month ago, and I've been sleeping on them every single night. You guys, I'm not going to lie. They are buttery. I mean, I was a little skeptical. Never in my life have I heard of sheets being described as buttery, but oh, they are. And they are a game changer. So I highly recommend. Bull and Branch signature sheets come in nine neutral colors and in all sizes from twin up to California king. You will immediately feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets. They're 100% free from toxins, meaning no pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. Bowl and Branch sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags, so making your bed is easier than ever. And best of all, Bowl and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. You guys, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code BEACH at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, and promo code BEACH. Hi, this is Kevin from New York, and I'm wondering, what did your parents actually think of your involvement on the show? Thanks. I mean, we had to get all of our parental signatures to even do the show at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was like a field trip. my mom had a lot of hesitations about it, but my dad was all for it. I don't ever remember really having any major conversations with him about it, but I, he was he was for it. Yeah, I mean, my my parents were supportive. All the parents kind of got together and talked about it and thought that this would be a unique experience. Uh, maybe there would be some opportunity from it on a business side, as far as getting some connections and networking, meeting some people. But it was, you know, not in this tremendous kind of fame that came with it was not, was not expected, of course. Uh, but my dad will sometimes go, he's like, I wonder what your life would be like if you didn't do that show. And I'm like, it's not something that it's like, oh my gosh, your life totally took a different course. Like I knew I wanted to work in entertainment in, in a capacity. So you'd be here in one way or another. And I was like, this is kind of always feels like this is the path that I was on. I don't ever sit and dwell and be like, man, I really w- just wish I didn't do the show and, and just got a normal job. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Next question. This is coming from Carly in Portland, Oregon. Kristen recently did a podcast where she said that when she lived in, I think in Chicago, before she moved to Laguna, she would smoke weed every morning. So I'm curious, what were you guys getting into that we did not see on camera? Uh, did you smoke weed? I'm really curious about that. Portland is a very big uh <laughs> pot community. And yeah, I know it's legal a lot now. So I'm curious about that. And do you smoke now? That'd be fun to know too. Okay. I was a pretty bad kid. I'm totally fine with that. In eighth grade, I started smoking a lot of pot and I loved it at first. I would laugh and it would be so much fun. And then at some point in high school, it took a turn and I started overanalyzing everything. And even as an adult now, everyone's like, oh, well, you need to try this strain and you need to do this. And and I've tried them all and I hate them all. And all they do is make me overthink everything. Even the sleepy ones. I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep. I hate pot. (laughs) I'm never eating another gummy or ever smoking anything ever again. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. I think, yeah, over the years there, it started to get stronger and stronger. And that's how I discovered. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I mix very well with weed. I don't know. I think 
I haven't really dabbled too much in the gummies and stuff these days, and maybe a, a smaller dose of what's out there I could be all right with. But same reaction kind of makes me too in my head a little bit of paranoia. So I, for the most part, stay away from it. And like, I mean, in high school, I was, yeah, I was like paleo <sighs> diet, you know, intermittent fasting. You what? Get out of here. Do you want to know something? Do you remember this? Oh my God. Wait, Steven. You and I went to the John Mayer concert. It must have been my junior year and your senior year. And I want to say it was the first time I and ever Maroon 5. ate. Yes. Oh, my God. And I think it was the first time I ever ate edibles. I... <laughs> Do you remember that? I think we ate a little uh, wheat brownies up there. And I think I fell asleep. And I don't know who it's got the chill. tickets, but that's not normally a show I would go to. I don't know. Then probably but, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like we fell asleep on the lawn. I don't know. That's probably. a memory that I have. Uh, good memory. <laughs> hey, this is Kyle from Chicago, Illinois. This question is for Kristen. It's kind of a a deep question. Kristen, about a year or two ago, you posted on your Instagram story a quote uh, that read, learn to wish that everything should come to pass exactly as it does. And you, you mentioned um, in that post that your dad gave you that quote when you were about 18, which was um, right when the show was filming. My question is, is when in your life did you realize what that quote meant? Thanks. What a great question. I didn't realize what that quote meant until I probably posted that. But some, for whatever reason, so my dad gave me a few quotes back in the day. And I will say like my dad, he's really insightful and he's really good with stuff like that. But he he had given me a few quotes and he had them laminated. And this was one that I just happened to hold on to for, you know, this many years. And about a year and a half ago, I guess is when it was or maybe two years ago, it, it really finally hit me in the face and I like really understood what it meant. And I really am at a place in my life now where I'm just trying to experience everything that comes my way, the good, bad, the ugly, everything, because it is part of our journey. And I think that there's lessons to be learned in everything. I don't think you grow unless you're uncomfortable. And so that's just that's just where I'm at in my life. And so, yeah, here I am at 35 and I finally understand that quote. But I, I love that quote. Well done, Kyle from Chicago. Good question. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Steven. My name is Carolyn. I'm calling from Arkansas. Um, but I used to live in Laguna Beach when I was a kid. So my question for you is, can you confirm Oak Street Beach is the best? Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Well, there are a lot of very nice beaches in Laguna. But mm. if you really want some good beaches, go to Newport. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think I've Listen. ever been to a beach in Newport. Oh. <laughs> can, you see, can you see me winking? Oh my God, I've never been to the beach in Newport. <laughs> I'm running on like the, the five hours. On your face. <laughs> yeah, no, Laguna <sighs> beaches are not that great, actually. Yeah, you want to go Newport, maybe Dana Point, San Clemente. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Actually, just go to Florida. California is not even that great. <laughs> <laughs> We all have that one celeb that is complete hair goals. Am I right? And for me, you guys, that's Lily Collins from the hit TV show, Emily in Paris. Her beautiful brown hair under those barrettes is simply everything. And now my girl Lily and I are both living our best hair lives thanks to Living Proof. Founded by a team of scientists and hair experts, each Living Proof product is formulated to solve the toughest hair problems, not just conceal them. 
There's no one-size-fits-all solution for all hair types and textures. That's why Living Proof develops game-changing formulations that are tailored to individual concerns, including frizz, lack of volume, and curl definition. As the seasons change, so do my hair concerns, but I'm not always sure which products will solve them. So instead of guessing what change I need to make to my routine, I start by taking Living Proof's online quiz, which analyzes your specific hair concerns and styling goals. Then it uses AI-powered technology to help customize the right hair care routine for you. Because I'm always going for that fresh off the red carpet look, just like my girl, Lily Collins, I always reach for those living proof products that optimize my individual hair care routine by choosing formulas that work for my specific needs. Right now for me, that's a lot of dry shampoo and their shampoo and conditioner that help with damaged hair. I'm honestly trying not to style my hair as much, but I still want it to look good. Just trying to let my hair rest a little bit so it's not taking so much heat. <laughs> Living Proof's award-winning formulas are proven to make hair look and feel healthier without sacrificing ingredient integrity. The Living Proof promise ensures that their formulas are free of silicones, harsh sulfates, parabens, and phthalates. They're cruelty-free, color-safe, and safe for chemically treated hair. Live your best hair life with Living Proof. Visit livingproof.com beach and use code beach to get 10% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com beach, code beach for 10% off your first purchase. livingproof.com beach, code beach. All right, guys. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home, office, or send an easy foolproof gift, especially for all those weddings you have coming up. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting on your phone, you can FrameBridge just about anything. Kristen, how many photos do you have in your phone? So many, I have no idea. Steven, I'm not going to lie. I'm happy to hear that you're into this because you always have a blank wall. So we need some frames behind you. Wow. Well, thanks for throwing me under the bus. Well, you could go on FrameBridge then and <laughs> pick welcome. out something for me and send it to my house. You got the address? Maybe I will. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. Or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all the shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code BEACH. Remember that code, guys. It's BEACH. Order online at framebridge.com. Or stop by FrameBridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. Guys, I was able to use this website. Super easy. You can, whether you want to mail something in, physical, a jersey, or a diploma, or, or something you already have, you have that option. But I just uploaded a digital photo. We all have tons of photos on our phone. You can easily go on the website, upload a photo within seconds. Choose the frame, choose the size, look at all the different prices. From there, check out. Next thing you know, within about 24 to 48 hours, I wound up getting a shipping label and it was sent to me within a week. So guys, super easy to use. Recommend you checking it out. That's right, you guys. So get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code BEACH to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code BEACH. That's framebridge.com, promo code BEACH. 
Hi, my name is Jenny and I'm from New York. And my question is for Steven. You are an accomplished producer and actor, and it's amazing the career that you and Kristen have both established since your time at Laguna Beach. For you, Steven, if there could be like one project that you could produce, whether it be TV or film, what would it be? Or if there's a certain book that you would love to adapt into a on-screen project, what that would be. Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. Hmm, good question. Uh, that's very sweet of you, Jenny. I don't read as much as I used to, which is terrible. Kristen, do you read a lot? So I haven't the last few years, but I just finished like a 400-page book and I could not put it down. I loved it so much. That's good. Well, I'm, I'm always trying. I feel like the for some reason, I thought it would be the other way around, but the older I get, I'm not quite reading as much. I mean, I do read a lot of scripts, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. So I don't have a particular book or there have been books that have already been made into movies that I would, would want to adapt. So I've missed the boat there. But, you know, as far as just what I would like to work on, yeah, I'm a big sports fan. So I feel like, you know, right now, Vince Goley just passed away. I think uh, a pick on his life would be interesting. And also a big Kobe Bryant fan growing up. I think telling his story because he grew up, uh, you know, his, his dad was playing overseas and then he came into high school in Philadelphia and then his whole draft and just everything that went on in his life. And obviously he is a legend in the NBA. So I would, I would go something on the sports route, just producing it and making it would be cool. I don't necessarily need to be in it. Although I'm sure my agents would be scolding me for that remark because you got to put yourself in everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, Jenny. That was very sweet. I appreciate the question. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Steven. This is Andrea from San Antonio, Texas. My question is, how does it feel to know that y'all influence pop culture and fashion? I remember when I was in high school, me and my friends loved getting ribbon at the store and uh, wearing them as chokers like Kristen did. <laughs> so um, thank y'all for that. And I still love wearing my ribbon choker to this day. Yes. I wish it was a better era of fashion, but you know, it was just the time and the fact that we could influence anybody truly blows my mind. Well, again, it kind of just goes with like the whole theme of the show was this authenticity. You know, we weren't, at least I know I wasn't thinking of putting outfits together and having a look and trying to, to make a statement with my wardrobe. Fashion wasn't even on my radar in high school. And so hearing, you know, people like that trying to emulate my look is it's awesome because I mean, I was just being me. I wasn't trying to, to make an impact, but it's really, really cool that we did. Yeah. I looked, man, there's a drastic change from growing up in the beach community, working at a surf shop to then moving to LA because look, when the show came out, people started sending us a lot of stuff. I mean, I get mm -hmm. like boxes of clothing and I was excited because it was free and I didn't have to pay for clothing. <laughs> and like, that's all I really cared about. I want to spend money on clothing. But double-edged sword, I was wearing some ugly-ass shit. And <laughs> you look back yeah. and you see some pictures from time to time and you're like, gosh, that is so painful. Uh, so you're right. I don't think the fashion necessarily was the greatest back in the uh, the mid-aughts there. But chokers were solid. Chokers? I mean, I made a business out of chokers, so which is pretty amazing. And it's very cool. The other thing I was going to say is that we had to film so many scenes and they always had to be a different change. And in high school, I mean, I didn't have this crazy budget for clothing. So it was like any T-shirt I could get my hands on. And so truly, it was just like, okay, we're, we're doing another scene. I need another T-shirt. I'm like, hey, Alex, let me borrow a T-shirt. Like, there was no thought that went into it. It was like solely we just needed a new wardrobe. Hi, guys. It's Cassidy from Philly. 
Um, I was just curious if you guys felt like you missed out on anything during high school, just because most of your weekends were, you know, filled with filming and everything. Nope. I mean, I was, to me, that was the end of high school and was ready for new experiences and to get out of there. So, and we didn't have a crazy filming schedule. It was every other weekend uh, and mapped out. No, 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 no. It was every weekend. What? Yes. I felt like it was, really? No, it was every weekend. I just never remember it being that bad. Like we would kind of, maybe I, like, all right, a typical weekend, they wanted to film with me Thursday after school, maybe Friday after school for a a little bit. And then maybe there's an event on Saturday night and then maybe something on Sunday. But I don't think it was like ever the four days in a row necessarily, unless we went to Catalina or we were in. Well, that was the beauty of having a big cast was you would get a lot of time off because they would be filming with other cast members. You know, I went through, not in high school, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything because we could film our MTV party and then go to a real party. So, I mean, I never missed out on anything. I did go through a little phase in my mid-20s where I felt like I missed out on the college experience, like the real college experience. But, you know, I had a very different experience. I got to do Hollywood and that was really fun. But I kind of went through this like weird phase where I was kind of bummed that I couldn't just like be a normal kid because anything I did was then written about in tabloids and stuff. And that was hard for me. But I don't regret it. You know, it just was a moment that I had in my life. I'm with you on that. There's times where the appeal of going to a or finishing college and just kind of staying in that world uh, with everyone else is kind of doing at that age. There was times where that would, that would kind of, you know, everyone goes through this. There's self-doubt of the path that you're on. I mean, you could project that you're confident of, of what you're doing, you know, throughout your 20s. But I think the majority of people are constantly going like, I, am I doing this right? You know, <laughs> am I on the right path? Am I where I'm supposed to be? And you, you kind of come back to center and be like, no, no, no. I'm I'm very grateful for all the things that I've, I've done and continue to do and then feel very fortunate. But yeah, there's times the same thing. I think like going to a school maybe in the South and and kind of just the whole where you're completely immersed for the four years. And I feel like those were those are friendships that are forged for the rest of your life. But thankfully, we've got our friends from Laguna. Yeah, baby. Friend. Absolutely. Friend? <laughs> friends forever. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Last question. We like to keep these podcasts short, people. We don't want to talk your ear off for two hours. Hi, Kristen and Stephen. First of all, Kristen, I want to be best friends with you. Um, and Stephen, nothing was hotter than you with, with your shirt off and that razor phone, just saying. Um, but this is Dan Johnson from Minneapolis. And I want to know if there was any episode that you were nervous or scared for your friends and family to see. Love you guys. Hi. Hey, Dan Johnson. I appreciate that. I love you too. Kristen? Yeah, I think this is a slam dunk for probably both of us. But Cabo, I mean, I was so drunk, I didn't really remember what happened. What did you do wrong in Cabo? You were fine. Well, at the time, though, I was like, I have no idea what I'm about to see. You know, I was so drunk. I didn't really remember. Like, yeah, I knew bits and pieces. Yeah, but and obviously, I don't want my dad seeing me like dancing on a bar in Cabo when I'm 17, you know? Of course. That was like where we went to get away from our parents for a week. Yeah, and And all of a sudden, you're on spring break with me? (laughs) Yeah. Brainiacs over here. Hey, (laughs) we're getting away from our parents for a week with MTV cameras, and they're going to pay for stuff Uh, for us. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. Oh, good times. Good times, my friend. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I feel like Cabo is, it's funny, at the time, uh, I I guess I didn't really remember what happened. Of course, I didn't remember. So when the episode was coming out, I was kind of forewarned that there was like, oh, there's a little, you know, you and Kristen kind of go at it a little bit. It was very underwhelming the way it sounded to me, or it was, (laughs) it was, 
yeah, it, it, they undershot it by by quite a bit. And then the episode came out and it was what it is. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is way worse than anything I expected. So yeah. And I mean, for your your friends and your family, look, I mean, we'll talk about it and you'll get it in part two. But yeah, I think at that time, we definitely weren't thinking about the reach of this and where it's going to go and how this could affect our family. So thankfully, our families love us through thick and thin. So <laughs> they were uh, understanding in a way, but you're definitely not proud of those moments. But you know, your family sticks with you. And and uh, I, I'm thankful for the friends and family that I have around me because I am a product of them today and would be in a ditch without them. So that is that. You guys, next week, <laughs> we're going to keep it going right into the second part of Cabo. There's a lot to go over with, and it's a big episode. So hope you guys enjoy it. Look, thank you guys for calling in and, and leaving us these nice questions and comments and feedback on the podcast. With that, any parting words over there? No, yeah. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys being so invested and we will do more of these. So keep submitting your questions and yeah, buckle up for Cabo next week. Part two. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week.